You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same king prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And he's about to call on this favourite captain, Shuffles. Now he gets away, opens right up. And there's plenty of leg speed there for Captain Shuffles. Cruising up the stretch, he'll score easily. Captain Shuffles, fast tracker. Good game run for He's just one of many quality horses stepping at Albion Park on Saturday night. Captain Shuffles, copies record. He's 13 starts for eight wins. And he's by that side that we keep talking about in Captain Treacherous. Chris Barsby is with us. And Chris, Saturday week, I know this is a great program, but Saturday week, Leap to Fame plus Magnificent Storm on the same program. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, action really hotting up now. We've got a great card on Saturday night, 11 races, big fields as well, plenty of star performers. But then July 8, 15, 22, they're the three big nights. So the Rising Sun, the Great Square, the inaugural running of that new trotting feature. And I've got news this morning that London to a brick has been invited and accepted to contest that Great Square feature. He will start on Saturday night. In Sydney at Menangle, he goes around in a feature race there, but he's heading up for his trainer driver, James Rattray. But you've got Leap to Fame stepping out and Magnificent Storm. The good news as well, Magnificent Storm has arrived safely in Queensland and it looks like he's handled the trip perfectly. So there's really good news there. This Saturday night, Steve, one interesting onlooker at Albion Park is going to be Andy Gap. He's up here with his wife, Kay. She's celebrating her 40th this week, but she's going to be competing in the Gold Coast Marathon this weekend, that uh, that running marathon. We know she's keen on uh, doing those marathons. So Andy's come up as well, and he's going to uh, head along to Albion Park and just take in some action. He was hoping to see Leap to Fame in the flesh again, just size up his opposition as he gets his star pace to catch a wave ready for the Eureka, and they're on that collision course, both Leap to Fame and catch a wave. Also, news coming through uh, just from yesterday. Nathan Dawson, our leading driver in the state and in the country, took a tumble yesterday. He had to forego his remaining drives. I think he missed out on the last five races there yesterday following that spill. Everything's A-OK. There's no breaks there, but he's not driving tonight at Reckliff, so he'll take tonight off. And at this stage, he'll be back in action tomorrow at Reckliff, and he'll be right for the weekend. We will chat with Ben Crosby a little bit later, just to double-check that with... uh, with Nathan, but uh, Ben will be hoping that everything's A-OK with Nathan. He did walk away unassisted and, uh, you know, everything looked OK, but he was taken to hospital, had some precautionary tests done, so everything looks A-OK. And Steve Shin, who was the chief steward yesterday, he took ill midway through the meeting as well, Steve. So I'm just waiting to get a report back on on the update with his health, but uh, yeah, just um, uh, quite alarming and, and distressing news there. Midway through the meeting, mm. he took uh, unwell and uh, he required medical assistance as well. All right, so Leap to Fame Saturday week, uh, the Rising Sun, Chris, and then yep. we've got Magnificent Storm. He'll run in a race called the Mr. Feelgood, won't he? Like It's like uh, just an open race worth 50 grand, 2100 or so. That's correct. So yeah. he's got three races. The Mr. Feelgood, that's on July 8. July 15 will be the, uh, the Garrard Sunshine Sprint and July 22. Magnificent Storm will meet Leap to Fame in the Grand Circuit race. The Blacks are fake. So that's the news there. Just on, on this weekend's card of racing, a couple of interesting driving engagements. No driver listed for Turn It Up at this stage in the Wandai's Mate Open. Shane Graham is currently suspended. He got a, a little uh, infringement uh, notice just with the, the whip. 
So he's out. So no driver listed for turn it up. And he's drawn gate seven, looking to bounce back after disappointing last time out in the Lucky Creed. So that'll be very interesting to see who gets the drive on turn it up. He's back at a mile on Saturday night. It's a good field. Black Sedans draws gate one. Bondi lockdown. Uh, Big Wheels, Majestic Cruiser, Major Meister and a few others, hot and treacherous. So that's a really important engagement as far as who drives turn it up. And the grey trotter steps out again on Saturday night, Steve. Smoke and Bandar, he made those breaks last week. They've made a driver change here. Craig Ferguson has booked his good mate Jack Trainer to take the drive on this uh, star Kiwi trotter. So we're hoping we see the best of Smoke and Bandar, but they've made a driving change and Jack Trainer will take the drive. Yeah. Chris, just before our first guess, what about this first race on Saturday night at Menangle? You spoke about Spirit of St. Louis with John McCarthy. It's in the race. And this is my ultimate run. He's got this incredible record of 16 wins from 25. I wonder if they'd head north. Is that the plan? Is that why they're running here first up? Yeah, my he's definitely run. heading north. Yep. Yeah, definitely heading north. So he'll be up Saturday week to contest the Rising Sun. So he's a four-year-old. He's the same age as Leap to Fame. They've raced already uh, last season. So he'll start Saturday night. As long as everything goes to plan, they're coming up to contest the Rising Sun. He's another one that's already been picked up for a slot in the Tabureka. So he's on a collision course with the likes of uh, Leap to Fame, Catch a Wave, Captain Ravishing, uh, The Lost Storm. So he's a confirmed starter at this stage. But that race is very interesting because Spirit of St. Louis steps out again, fresh off his victory last week in the Golden Mile. And we spoke with John McCarthy yesterday. He thinks he's he's ready to go. So he'll come up after this weekend as well, whether he starts the following week uh, in the Mr. Feelgood or he goes straight to the Sunshine Sprint. It'll be determined after he races on Saturday night. And the other key runner in that race is Typo. He's an ex-Kiwi with Brad Hewitt. Brad Hewitt does an outstanding job with his team. He's keen to get up here and contest those two features as well, the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks of Fake. So there's a bit at stake for Typo. If he can win or run a slashing race, does that force his way into these fields? Because as we know, Steve, spots are at a premium. It's not going to be easy for the handicappers. We've seen that already with some features. So he really needs a forward showing on Saturday mm. night to force his way into He's those races. He's by American Ideal. He's won 10 from 45. So T-A-I-P-O. Our first guest with us now. Well, Mark Reese is joining us now, and I'm keen to chat with Mark because we saw the first round of action last week for the Daryl Alexander Trotting Championship. This is a time-honoured feature, and this year's uh, lineup is outstanding. There's plenty of depth as far as the trotters, and they've come from far and wide. So we've got Queensland representation, New South Wales representation, the Victorians, and that Kiwi trotter, Smoke and Bandar. But the star of the show in the first round of heats last week, without doubt, was the local, Call Me Trouble. He's an ex-Kiwi, but he put it all together last week. And it would have been so relieving for connections to see him deliver the performance that he did. His trainer is Mark Reese, and he's with us now. Mark, good morning. G'day, Chris. How are you? Really well. How are you feeling after he delivered what he did last week? Call me trouble. Yeah, well, like you said, it's a <clears throat> it's a big um it's a big weight off my shoulders. He's well named, isn't he? <laughs> you can say that again. Uh, um, yeah, he's yeah. got a few tricks. Oh my word. And I hadn't trained a trotter until he came along, and I and then now I've got two that wouldn't trot. <laughs> but I've um, yeah, I've, I've finally got him. I think trotting, and I hope hopefully everyone will see um, yeah the best of him. He's he's a very fast trotter, and um, and he the further they go, the better he goes. Well, I'm tipping you wouldn't have been surprised with how he went about it last week because the ability's there. There's no question. And like you said, he's got amazing speed. 
But just looking back at the results from last week, it's the times that stand out. He won by a huge margin, close to 30 metres. And his time compared to the other heat winner, Aldebaran Misty, there was about four seconds difference. But the last mile was a tick over 157 for Call Me Trouble. So it was brilliant in so many ways. Yeah, that's right. I I, um, I actually looked at the time, uh, the standing start on, on Friday, on Saturday night, and uh, the open company horses went the same time from the stand at Redcliffe. Yeah, well, there you go. So, so that just backs up how good he went. So yeah. that was 2,600. Saturday night, round two, he's back at the, the middle distance trip, 2,138 metres. Any concern? No, no, not at all. Um, if it, it, obviously, he's got to step first, and um, which he's starting to do well now. Um, he's, you know, he's done it a few times in a row now. He's got, he's, he, the, the, the standing start's never really been the issue. It's more the mobile. Um, he, he just gets fizzed up going up to the mobile. Um, the stands are pretty good, actually. He, he, you know, like nine out of ten times you'll pop away from them, and then we just, um, we'll just see how it turns out. We, we don't have to launch with him. We can sit back and wait to the last 400 and, and he can sprint. So uh, I think I think it should go all right. Okay. Does it help with the stand starts in this series that he's the back marker off 20 metres? So he's standing behind and he doesn't sort of feel, you know, claustrophobic. He's not being sort of, you know, pushed in between runners. So standing back off that mark of 20 metres, it just gives him a little bit more room to move? Oh, definitely, definitely. He's sort of he has got a screw loose, so um, you know it doesn't take much to tip him, um, and and that sort of thing does give him a bit. Yeah, you know, gives him a bit of freedom, and he just sort of stands back there, and um, and then he before he knows it, he's off and trotting. And once he gets trotting, he's fine, unless he sort of fires up a bit, then he's then he can be. You have to sort of let him run then. But um, yeah. have you had to tinker with? shoeing and, and gear changes since you've had him. Uh, as you said, he's got a, a screw loose, and that's been kind, but have you had yeah. to do a fair bit of tinkering with either shoeing or, or gear with him? Not so much the shoeing, Chris. We've changed a, a little bit of gear on his head. Um, I, I've put, a um, like, deafness on him. Well, he had deafness, but I put, a, like, a hood deafener on him, and... Um, and I've uh, changed his bit. So he's, um, the bit that they told me to use, he's, it's no good on him over here. He just um, he just pulls too hard with it. Um, Nathan had a... Yeah, well, when Nathan drove him the first couple of times he raced, he had all sorts of trouble with him with that bit. So I just changed it to one of my pulling bits, and it, and it works. I don't, I don't want to put the jinx on you, but do you feel that you're winning the battle now with Call Me Trouble? Or is it too early to say yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think he's he's well, well. He's put it together twice and won twice. So, um, and he's had about ten starts for me. So, if you reckon that's putting it together and, and winning the battle, well, that's good. I I, I hope you're right. <laughs> okay. How, how do you line this opposition up? Uh, this heat that you're facing on Saturday night compared to last week is it similar? Is it a little stronger, a little weaker? How do you see it? I, I thought I got the I thought I got the easier of the two heats actually, um, but you know they're still good horses in them. But I just thought I, I don't think I'm meeting that grey horse, am I? Um, no, you're not. And if he goes away, he's a smart horse. Um, so uh, yeah, I just think I've got the, the the easier heat, 
it's the final we want to we want to get into, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that comes up uh, Saturday week, so you know, like if you run top half of the field, you're going to have enough points to to bank yourself a spot in the final, surely. I, I think so. There's only there's only been uh, two lots of heats each time, so yeah. we'd be on top points now. I, I'd say we'd just have to finish, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, you know, It'd be uh, hard pressed not to to qualify after winning last week. Yeah, I yeah I um yeah I I think with with any sort of luck we'll, we'll sort of get away and we'll we'll finish in the first half half a dozen and um and um then make the final hopefully and we'll see what happens there. Okay, well looking further down the track then with the carnival with call me trouble. So we've got the DJA. The final comes up next week. The two other features that he's eligible for, they're both mobile start races. So you've got the Trotters Sprint and you've got the Trotters Cup. If all's going well, do you nominate for both of those races? Oh, yeah, yeah, I will nominate for both, Chris. I'll, um, uh, like I said to you before, he's not he's not real uh, good going away from a mobile, but uh, we've just got to we've just got to put him in it and, and see what happens. And uh, he's got no problems backing up. He, you have to if you give him too much time off, he, he goes mad. So he could race twice a week and he races better when he races twice a week. Okay. All right. Well, that's call me trouble. So fingers crossed uh, he delivers again this weekend, but he was awesome last week. The other runner that I wanted to ask you about, uh, last Saturday night at Redcliffe, you had your filly Madrigal go around in the Oaks Consolation. She ran a cracking race. In another stride or two, she probably goes close. Uh, were you happy with her effort? Oh yeah, I was stoked. Um, she, I, I sort of, I sort of was a, a little bit disappointed she didn't make the Oaks field, but I could see, you know, when you look at all the uh, the form in the field, I could see, you know, the handicappers haven't got a, an easy job, so you just accept the umpire's decision and you make your point. And I thought, you know, we went out there to make our point, but we got, you know, like there was a, a few scrimmages in the race and we ended up back last, but she got home super. Mm. She can run a quarter, can't she? Oh my word, my word! She's yeah. mate. There was there was one a race there where she raced the boys at Albion Park. They're the good, they're the three-year-olds, and they, I think, I just can't remember what race it was, but they got home in twenty-six flat, and she pulled ground off them. Yeah, to run into a place, and so she can so, she can really run. Yeah, yeah. So spots are at a premium. Uh, next start, hopefully for her, will it be the South East Oaks? I'm going to nominate. I'm going to nominate her for that. I think she's earned. You know, there was a few that went by the wayside that were selected for the um, for that Oaks that finished a fair way back, and and I think I think the handicapper will, will look at the first two place getters in the in the consolation. Um, I'm hoping they will anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, fingers crossed anyway. But you've got two horses that are fit and firing, and call me trouble and Madrigal. So. Good luck this weekend. Hopefully Madrigal gets a start in the southeast, Oaks, and we'll see you trackside. Good on you, Chris. Thank you. There's Mark Reese joining us. So uh, he's got that trotter. He was absolutely awesome last week. Call me trouble. And the times back it up. His times were just so much better than his rivals there last week. So it'll be interesting to see if he can go back to back. It's been a little bit of a uh, a sticking point for him, showing that consistency. But he showed his true colours there last week. Stevie replayed Captain Shuffles, uh, his most recent victory. That came last week at Redcliffe. He's getting set for the Hayden race. That big feature comes through in two weeks' time. So that's July 15. He's going to be one of the leading players for that race. He steps out on Saturday night. 
He goes around in race seven. He's drawn gate seven and he's drawn uh, over the mile there. So they might run a little bit of time here. It'll be interesting to see how that race unfolds. But his trainer is Ben Crosby and he joins us now. Ben, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? Did he do everything that you were hoping for last Thursday at Redcliffe? Yeah, mate, we're really happy with him. We sort of just wanted to sneak a half and get home as quick as we can, and we're really happy with him. That followed on from that good trial. That trial the week before, that's probably one of the best trials I've seen as far as Depp is concerned at Redcliffe, but he showed that he was on track that day with that uh, trial effort against Jewel Melody in Manhattan and the like. Yeah, it was a bit tougher than we all wanted, but... Um, you got to do it to beat the good ones. Okay. So he comes out of that race well, and you're happy to go to the post again this Saturday night. It's not easy drawing seven. No, it will be tough out there, but he's uh, worked on really well since the run, and his recovery from his work has been spot on, so we can't fault him. We think he'll run a really big mile. Just on Redcliffe, did this horse have his third start there and, and went by a very, very big margin this horse one day? Um, Captain yeah. Trouble? As a two-year-old, he was uh, very, very wayward and his first couple of starts and we sorted him out for that third run and, yeah, he did did beat him by a fair way that day. Yeah. What, was it almost 40 metres? Yeah, he was, uh, I think, he was second favourite and the favourite did gallop at the 400 round the point of the turn, so that did help it a bit, but we didn't think he could get beat that day. Then you took him to Marburg, he would have been moral there, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry, he fell in by a nose. He, he was far from right when he won that day. <laughs> um, I, I've got to ask, was there an option to start him on Saturday night in the Queensland Sun, or that was never part of his program, Ben? Uh, it was part of his program, Chris, but we had a little problem with him when he raced seven weeks ago, and we'd sort of been racing the clock to get him back, and he just wouldn't be right to run like they'll nearly run track record for 2100 in that race and he didn't need that two weeks out from the Hayden yeah the Hayden's always been the main focus hasn't it it is yeah most definitely that's that's the race we've got to win yeah well it's about two hundred and thirty thousand dollars up for grabs now with that uh that extra prize money going on top yeah no it's a really good initiative it's uh terrific how well everyone's backed it it's going to be a really good race this year and going forward. All right. So, crystal balling here. If he comes out and wins the Hayden, because the winner will represent racing Queensland in the Tab Eureka, you'll take up that offer? Oh, we'll definitely take up the offer. He'd be mad not to. Yeah. You've got 2.1 million reasons why to take up the offer, don't you? <laughs> That's right. You don't have to win, but we'll be trying. <laughs> and just on that... How do you think he'd be on that big track down there at Menangle, Captain Shuffles? Oh, anyone that knows him and sees the gear he wears, he will absolutely love it. Um, whether he's conditioned enough to race there, but he'll have to have a couple of starts there and get used to the track. It seems like they all need a couple to get used to it. Yeah. As Steve said, his record is superb. He's won eight from 13. But is it fair to say that you haven't got to the bottom of Captain Shuffles just yet? Oh, definitely not. He's uh, still very green, but he's definitely matured this time in. Um, he was nearly right at the end of his last prep when he won the triad, but he looks a bit bigger and a bit stronger this time in, and we're just hoping if he can go a little bit better, he might be a very nice horse. Okay, so will this be his final start before the Hayden, or does this race determine if you've got to start him again next week? Oh, no, he'll definitely definitely start next week. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so he he had rock hard fit come to Hayden. That's that's the plan. Sort of the same plan as last time. He had three runs into the big race and seemed to work. So we're running a very similar plan this time. Yeah. And just looking back at that triad, he he was awesome that night. He he did it so comfortably and ran brilliant time for the middle distance journey. Yes, for a horse that had only had 12 starts, we were really happy the way he went. Um, Shane said he even tried to knock off at the 100 and sort of when he saw Teddy Disco, he, he sort of tried to respond, but I think he I think he was at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So looking ahead to the Hayden, the, the horse to beat, in your opinion, is it speak the truth? Oh, most definitely. He hasn't had a lot of luck and he's absolutely flying the horse. It's going to be a good clash, those two horses. Yeah. Um, and Trent Dawson's horse is really on the up too. He's really got some high speed at the moment, so he'll be dangerous if he's close to any of us. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, that's yeah. Captain Shuffle starting in race seven on Saturday night. Earlier in the week at the trials, Frankie Ferocious was back at the trials. Uh, what are the plans with him going forward? Um, we've had a few problems with him, so we're just trying to get him right again. Um. He lived up to his name. He was a bit ferocious in the trial, but we're happy the way he held on, considering how hard he pulled. Uh, Adam Adam said he was definitely affected his run, how hard he pulled, so we'll tinker with his gear. and He'll just start on a couple of Tuesdays and hope that we can get him right by August for maybe the trial in August. Okay, so that'll be his main aim. But uh, just on that trial, he, he was absolutely loaded going into the back straight there. He had his hands full, Adam Richardson. Yes, he um he hasn't done that since oh he did it to Nathan one night as a two year old and um he hasn't done it since or showed signs of doing it but he it's a good sign it means he's starting to feel all right again so okay and just speaking of your driver Nathan Dawson have you heard uh, the, the latest with Nathan is he right to go for the weekend uh, he seems like he would be I haven't spoken to him since last night but oh, well, I actually spoke to his partner and he said he was okay a bit sore bit stubborn, wouldn't go to hospital to get checked over, but he seems like he's okay. Okay, yeah, he might be a bit uh, stiff and sore today, I'm tipping, uh, now that he's had uh, a few extra hours to sort yeah. So, anyway, let's hope that he'll be right to go and uh, he can resume uh, duty tomorrow at Redcliffe and be right for the weekend. Well, looking forward to seeing Captain Shuffles Ben. He's a real excitement machine, there's no doubt about it. So we'll see you trackside Saturday night. Terrific. Thank you, Chris. There's Ben Crosby joining us. So Captain Shuffle starts this Saturday night, race seven, number seven, over a mile. I'm tipping they'll run a bit of time. So he's building towards the Hayden, the new slot race, Steve, on July 15. So the winner of that race, the Hayden, gets good prize money, but they get that invitation to represent Queensland or racing Queensland in the Tabureka. So there's a bit at stake there, not only good prize money, but, mm. uh, you know, representing the state in, uh, in the world's richest harness race. Did you get the cane? I did. I got it I once. Did indeed. Yep. At school? Yep. Just once. Yep. He's with yep. us now. Leonard, good morning. Good morning. How are we? Really well. Congratulations. Last Saturday night, feature a success. Catch drive as well. Carla Jane. She was able to shoot through along the inside, take that mare's feature. But she's a good quality mare, isn't she? Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, um, like you say, thanks for that. Uh, it was great. Yeah, great thrill. And, Great to pick her up and obviously get the job done was even better. Um, but, yeah, no, she, you know, she's a great mare and, uh, you know, she was ultra-consistent last time in up here and, um, you know, the run, obviously, the other night with that early pressure and mid-pressure there uh, played into our hands and then, you know, once we got the opening, you know, she took it. So it was great.
Yeah, it went fast time as well. Probably a record for a mare there at that track and went off at good odds. But sometimes they're good to get those victories because they're not expected. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the barrier draw or, or what, but uh, probably surprised a few. But uh, for those close to the horse, they probably knew that she was in with a chance. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, there was a positive vibe when I went around the drive the mare. Um, you know, Gemma would sort of give good insight to that, you know, her work had been strong throughout the week. And, you know, if things went our way a little bit and, um, you know, the one horse was to hold the lead as, as it turns out it did. So that was great. And, you know, if that was a play out, she always thought she was a great chance there. So, um, you know, I think, I think they were pretty spot on there. Okay, let's focus on Saturday night. So night one, officially the Albion Park Carnival, one eight fifteen twenty two. You've got a good book of drives on Saturday night. Uh, you've picked up a drive for Jason Grimson in race number three with Narana. He comes up as the last start winner. Uh, fresh up, he was able to score down there in Sydney. That's a good drive to get. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like you say, it's always great to be able to uh, drive for the, for those uh Stables that are in form, and Jason does a great job with his team. So that was a great pickup. And like you say, um, off its recent form, you know, we're in with a great chance. So uh, definitely looking forward to that one there on Saturday. Well, that's a pickup driving away for you because uh, originally you were down for Mac Da Vinci, but he's an early scratching. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously disappointing as, you know, obviously, you, you know, me and Mac, we have a great reputation together. So, um it, it was going to be great to partner up with him again, so that's a little bit disappointing. But uh, hopefully, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I can get back on board. All right. The key race for you on Saturday night is the Wayne Wilson Paleface Adios Classic. And you're driving a horse that looks like it's got lots of ability. Go Colour My World is his name. He's had three starts, two victories. You've driven this guy previously. You were aboard him when he scored two starts ago. This guy's got a motor, doesn't he? Definitely, Chris, yeah. Um, you know, like you say, two starts ago when I drove him any one, um, he gave a great feel, you know. He he's sort of a horse that I think's ahead of his time. Um, he's quite sensible and um Wayne and Leonard done a great job with him. So uh it's obviously, you know, a great great thrill to pick him up again this week and um, you know, the other week there when I drove him he was quite sharp and you know, like I say, he's quite an intelligent horse. So I think um you know, that's definitely, I think the draw helps us and, you know, looking forward to, to that one on Saturday, I think, in that race. Okay. He's a youngster by Art Major, but he's not typical of the Art Major stock. They're normally fairly solid. They're quite uh, athletic types. This guy, he looks like he's got a fair bit of maturing to do still. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, that's probably another exciting thing about him. He's he's still got a little bit of growing and filling out to do and um, maturing, you know, he's He's, he can be a little bit uh, touch and go walking around before the start. He gets a little bit on edge, but um, you know, I think I think all that once once he settles down and puts it all together, well, it, it's only going to be you know up up for him. I think for sure. Last week when he was able to score, he got tested early. That first quarter was super fast. Uh, it was him and Let's Go Bailey that went hard looking for the lead. So from gate three, will that be the plan again to try and find the front? I think at a first look, it is, yeah, you know, obviously get as forward as we can. And, um, you, you know, it is a strong field still, you know. There's a couple of other key runners there take a chance. And uh, Bronski Zulu, Ellis Street off the back line probably helps us a little bit. Um, you know, obviously in races like this, you you got to sort of be forwardly placed and, and play it smart a little bit. So we'll look to be, 
as close as we can be and, you know, hopefully things work in our hands. Just looking ahead, being a Kiwi-bred uh, youngster, he hasn't got any sort of futurity scheme races coming up, so he's not eligible for those Q-bred features. Would this be likely his, his grand final on the weekend? Um, I'm sort of not entirely sure, to be honest, but, um, you know, given that there isn't a lot on for him being a Kiwi-bred horse, um, quite possibly, yeah, you know, he might look to have a break after this one, but I'm not entirely sure what they're sort of thinking with him. Okay, fair enough. Now, turn it up. There's no driver listed. You've had two drives on turn it up, uh, placed both times. Is there a chance that you'll get that call to drive him on the weekend? (laughs) Um, You know, obviously, it's a drive that you'd take with open arms, but uh, I'll I'll leave that up to them. There hasn't sort of been any talk yet. So, um, you know, I'll I'll just sit and hope, I think. Keep your phone on. Keep your phone close by. You never know what could happen there. As I said, two drives, place both times. You've done nothing wrong. So we'll mount the case for you. So hopefully uh, that that might happen on the weekend. But go colour my world. Looks your best shot there on Saturday night for another feature race. Definitely, Chris. Yeah, no, um, yeah look, looking forward to a number of drives. But, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he runs it on a stretch. All right, just tonight with Reckliff, you've got a big book of drives there. Just going through them quickly. No doubt in race one, this is a race looks a little easier than what he's been going around in. So he should be competitive here. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, he's going well. And the draw is probably a touch tricky. You know, there's a lot of speed inside of him. So um, we're just going to have to play things by ear. Hopefully there might be a gap or two early that we can sort of slide into. And, um, you know, I think if, if it's sort of ungenuine, well, you know, he he is going well, so I think he'll be right there at the finish and hitting the line. Okay, here's another good mate of yours, my ultimate victor for Alan Marie Whitecross. He's going well, but again, a lot like no doubt, the draw's a little sticky. Definitely, Chris. Yeah, you know, like you say, he's um he's actually going real well. You know, he smashed the line nearly every time this time in, and um, you know, I think five's Obviously, never a good draw at Redcliffe, but um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be another case of shortcuts for him tonight, and and um, you know, just hoping for a draw and a little bit of luck in future. Okay, uh, another bad draw in race three, Eternal Gold, a newcomer for you and your wife Beth, uh, drawn out in gate six, but pleasing effort first up, when second for you guys. Were you happy with that run? Yeah, you know, over the man with his first that run, um, he. he sort of trained on well uh leading into that run and um obviously you know how he's how he's graded um he sort of had the draw there last week and again tonight um the biggest thing with him was he was just down on form a little bit so it took us three weeks actually to get a run with him you know so um he definitely needed that run last week and for him to hit the line as strong as he did um he copped a bit of a check there at the 500 which probably you know in hindsight cost him um but, you know, he's definitely going to come on a lot stronger for that run. Um, tricky race tonight. You know, obviously, it's Jillaby Chambers drawn one. And, um, a cu- you know, there's a couple of class runners in that race. It's quite an e- even field, I think. So um, we're going to rely on a lot of luck again. But I- I'm expecting bigger things again tonight, hopefully. Okay, fingers crossed there. Race four for Wayne Graham, pushing it uphill. Nice trailing draw here, and he's going well. Yeah, he is going well, you know. Um his run last week, I wasn't disappointed at all. You know, they walked early and it was a wicked last half off the track. So um, as much as on face value, you know, he might have looked like he, he didn't find the line all that well. Um, 
you know, he he was one that sort of, like I say, with the quick last half and being off the track, um, I don't think there was much more he could have done. So um, I'm not at all worried about that. I think if we sort of get a little bit of luck there and look to be a bit more forwardly paced tonight, um, hopefully we can have the last sitting shot on him and be right there. All right, race six. Your partner up with uh, my girl Mandy again. You've driven this mare previously. Again, potentially a tricky draw. How do you see it? Yeah, it is a tricky draw. Um, you know, obviously, I think four around Redcliffe, um, a bit like I was saying there before, it, you, you sort of just got to weigh up what's happening early. Obviously, you know, Rosarito drawn one's going to be coming out hard, and, um, you know, a couple of them are going to be pushing forward. So it's probably another case of just looking for gaps a little bit early and, um, you know, hoping that it's run genuinely enough and, and we can close late. Okay, we've saved the best to last. Your last two drives, races eight and nine, they look good chances. Rock and roll to Gama. He looks like he's bursting to win a race. Oh, definitely. You know, he he's flying and um, you know, he's he's been racing great for for a while now. So uh he probably just relies on a little bit of luck, but we might have to make our way in a little bit there. Um we'll see what Lola wants to do. Uh but I think you know, he smashed a line there last week behind Cheese Pocket Rocket, so um, that was good, you know, and, and I think going in the night, if we can if we can sort of not do a lot early and then, um, you know, get into it late again like he, he sort of prefers to, I think he'll be running over the top of them. All right, and race nine, Shuby Ride, drawn out in gate six, but is this his race tonight? Can he break maiden ranks? <laughs> oh, I like, I, I'd love to say so, but... Um, you know, I think anyone that's been sort of following this horse lately knows he's got a few tricks up his sleeve. So I think the start's all important. If he does everything right, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be awfully hard hard to hold out. But, um, you know, we have to make the gate first. Um, obviously, you know, we've taken a few precautions there tonight. We've, we've thrown hobble shortness on him and, um, you know, I think we'd, we'd probably a couple of things there we can do a little bit differently. Um, hopefully, if we, like I say, if we can get him up to that gate, you know, I think he's in with a great chance then. Right, there's a question I've got to ask with Shuby Wright. Is he one of the smallest horses that you've driven? Because looking at him under harness, he looks like a whippet. There's nothing of him. No, that's right. He, he is quite a small horse, um, you know, but obviously that. <laughs> I like them little horses. They, um, you know, he's got a little bit of speed about him. Like even he's, I looked up his sectionals from last week, and he he was over twenty eight flat. You know, so um, he raced. Even you know, I just looked after him after he didn't make the gate, and then just let him sprint up for four hundred. And you know, I think that shows. I think his last mile was in two one, and his his last quarter in twenty eight flat. So I mean, if if he was to go around and do something like that tonight in this field, then you can you can only imagine he'd be right in the finish there. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, good things come in small packages. Don't worry about that. So maybe it's his night <laughs> tonight, right. Scooby Wright. So we'll wait and see. Good book of drives tonight. Which one are you most looking forward to? Um, oh, look, I'd probably have to say Scooby Wright, even though he can test me a little bit. Um, I think on paper, he probably looks the best chance. All right, excellent. Hey, job well done last week with Carla Jane winning that mayor's feature for Jimmy Hewitt. And best of luck on Saturday night. It'll be a, uh, a great thrill to win the Wayne Wilson Pale Face Adios Classic with Go Colour My World. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. There's Leonard Kane joining us. So, Steve, good things coming, small packages. So, 
Mm. You never know. You never know. But he is a very small horse. You'd be right. But hopefully he's big tonight and he can break maiden ranks. He's made it back into the country, Steve. Yeah, where has he been? Well, I'm not sure. He went overseas. He's been able to get back. He's cleared customs, so he's good to go. Charged right up now for the carnival. So, Darren Clayton, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Mind you, I'd be quite happy to have not been allowed back in and and stay on (laughs) holidays, but... Where did you go, Darren? Uh, Just just a quick 10-day trip over to Bali, Steve. Okay. Did you buy some fake knockoffs and all that sort of stuff? Um, not really. No, not too many. We had uh, we had sort of five nights on the island of Nusa Lembongan, just off just off the main island there, and then five nights back on the main island. So yeah, had a had a nice refresh. Mm. I go to Bribey. You go to Bali. It's a fancy <laughs> island. All right. <laughs> few Bing Tangs. Fair yeah, few of those. Are, you know, yeah. lunchtime, dinner time, yeah. time, no, afternoon time. So. Have you stayed up to speed with all the action that's unfolded during your absence? I have. I spent uh, Monday and uh, last yesterday as well going through all the form and getting back up to speed. And I did actually spend an entire week without looking at a race. It's the first time I've done that in a long, long time. So I had plenty to catch up on. And um, it all started with with Leap to Fame in that patron's purse. I left on that Friday morning. So... uh, yeah, it was uh, that was a that was a big night there, and then threw into Swayze on Tuesday, and and everything in between. It's been uh, plenty of big racing, and looking forward to what we've got ahead as well. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting throughout the month of July. So there's a lot to look forward to. This card on Saturday night, it, it's a ripper. There's good depth right throughout the program. Yeah, sure is. There's, um, that uh, Queensland Sun race, obviously ballot exemption for the winner of that into the Rising Sun. So um, it's probably, a, apart from two or three runners, a, a mini uh, Hayden race. A lot of those runners there already got spots in the Hayden, so a few will probably be pushing for a spot as well. So um, just looking at the prices there, Tab have the market up. Speak the truth at $2.20. Well, he's $2.50 to win the Hayden, and he's going to, going to be from Barrier 10 in that race. He's $2.20 this uh, this Saturday night from Barrier 5, so um, that probably looks good shopping early on, although he does have, uh, for real life, who's been brilliant in those two Redcliffe performances drawn down in Gate 2 inside him. But, uh, of course, he's a three-year-old, speak the truth, a four-year-old, which throws up that mystery that these races mm. tend to do. Who gets the drive on Future Assured? Uh, so Trent Dawson committed to for real live. Shane Graham, I think, would have been the front runner, but he's suspended at the moment. So who gets this prize drive? Yeah, this is a really tricky one. So um, just looking at the race for this Saturday night, if Nathan Dawson is um, is okay after his spill yesterday, well, then he probably sits in the box seat. He doesn't have any other runners there um, at this stage, so he could possibly be the one. Um, Luke McCarthy? Yeah, it, it's, Luke McCarthy would be the other obvious choice, being, uh, of course, Future Assured owned by the Seymours, and, and Luke has a strong association with them over a long period, so he would be the other one. And, of course, um, Trent and Luke uh, have had an association previously as well. Trent used to drive for the McCarthys on the odd occasion, and 
um, yeah, he would be certainly the other one that you would throw in the mix. We might have lost Chris there. To speak the truth. Is... You're back with us, Chris. I am. I thought it was Darren that dropped out. So, but anyway, I'm back. So, Tab have got markets up. Speak the truth, as Darren said, 220 favourite over for real life, 460. What about the uh, the Wayne Wilson pale phase Adios? The favourite is Ella Street off the second row. Two ninety four dollars go color my world five fifty for uh, let's go Bailey six dollars for Bronski Zulu six fifty Cruise Joshua any early thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be tipping into the two dollars ninety Ellis Street that's for sure. Um, I know it was Redcliffe last week for the for the sales race, so you can probably put a line through that performance he's he was good in the heats but um coming off the second line he's needing to get around them at some point uh from what i've seen of go color my world um i'd i'd be much more inclined to to be taking that price of four dollars let's go bailey a good beginner even a horse like um bronski zulu he's drawn out in gate seven he's been runner up in in both of the uh, Breeders' Classic and the APG race held earlier. So um, no favours out in gate seven, but uh, if he presses forward, certainly makes it interesting early. So, yeah, I, I think the 2.9 is probably a bit short at the moment for Ellis Street and Go Colour My World um, looks the one to me. All right, the one dies, mate. The favourite is I Cast No Shadow, the reigning Inter-Dominion winner at 3.70. 3.80 Black Sedans, the track record holder. 480 turn it up, the reigning Queensland aged horse of the year. $5 major Meister, and we've got $9 about Bondi lockdown. Any early thoughts on this one? This is a really intriguing front line um, with turn it up out in seven. We know how quick he is, and I've got no doubts that he could probably lead from there. Um, what does Blacks Dance do? He's. They must, um, they must have thought they've woken up upside down. We're seeing a number one in the in his barrier normally drawn out wide or um so it'd be interesting what they do there with black sedance like he he is quick off the arm but he's going to need to be super quick to really burrow through from one um yeah that's uh, i haven't had a, a solid look through that but just looking um at first looks i thought uh, no shadow was probably um i was a bit intrigued with it being the favorite being that um, inside the second line. So uh, I just thought if Black's a dance is a chance of um, of getting crossed early, certainly a retake could be on the cards because you'd expect there to be a, a fairly decent gap would open up. So um, are we looking at a case of turn it up, gets across, and Black's a dance takes a retake on him and, and I cast no shadows, then three fence, which makes it a very interesting contest thereafter. So... Yeah, it, it's a really tricky race that one. And um, Bondi lockdown, he was he trialled on Monday, not too bad a trial. He's, he was really only asked probably the last 150 metres. He hit the line well. Um, you know, if if they go absolutely crazy, um, you know, with a, a strong tempo, you look at a horse like Big Wheels. He's been in super form since he's resumed from a spell. So, you know, is he? He won the Lucky Creed last time out over the 2600. Is he one that's sort of an off-pace runner can can descend on them? So, mm. yeah, it's a that's an interesting race that one. Hot and treacherous, of course. He was he's been super, and um, you know, Jason Grimson's got the three runners, Major Meister, um, 
I cast no shadow, which is the favourite we've said, and and Majestic Cruiser. So well, the Blacks are fake winner. So um, it, it's a great race. Yeah, Manila Playboy stiff to uh, miss out on a start there. He's made the first emergency. Yeah, the, the more I look at it, the you know he was he was unlucky not to get a start there. Yeah, he certainly was. Uh, um, I'm glad I don't work in that uh, racing office anymore. I bet their phone's absolutely ringing off the hook. There seems to be a, a few horses of late that are missing runs, and um, I think you'd want to have a, a thick skin working in there at the moment. Um, I'd say I thought he was probably a little bit harsh done by, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure who who he should have got in ahead of, I guess, there's a few. Kingmaker... Um, he was really strong to the line at his last start, so um, you know he's another one that's an off-pace runner. If the, if they go hard early, um, he attacked the line strongly, so um, you know he he's right there. So yeah, Shane Fraser's probably a little bit hard, harshly done by. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, that's all in front of us on Saturday night. We'll talk more about that card on Friday. We need to find a winner or two. So those tab markets are up for Saturday night for those uh, certain features. They've got all the tab markets up for tonight's big pin race card. We kick off early at 4.52. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, we're going in race five, and it's horse number six, Maywin Troubadour. Um, not necessarily a Redcliffe horse, I th thought, but he was able to win there last time out from inside the second line. Um, that's probably not his go either. He's probably better suited out wider and going forward. So he gets the opportunity here from gate six. Press on with the, uh, press on with it. And I think he finds the right race he can salute in. So race five, horse six, Maywin Troubadour. Okay, that's the first leg of the quaddy. So we can go skinny there. What else takes your fancy tonight? Yeah, there's one in the in the first race, in race one. Uh, it's a newcomer to Queensland with Jonah Hutchinson. It's Western Artera, number eight. It's a front line that looks to have plenty of early speed, and I think um, early positioning will be uh, will be keenly contested for a few of these. Western Artera, he's got form behind uh, Rock and Roll Hammer, who won the Redcliffe Derby last time out. That was when he last raced back in May. He's had a few trials since then. Um, not sure whether they weren't happy with how he trialled in New South Wales. He then comes up to Jonah Hutchinson, who's doing a great job with his team. And um, at the price, I thought this one was was worth a good each way chance. Uh, sorry, an each way shot. Race one, horse eight, Western Artera. Okay, ten dollars, two forty the place. Tab picks price right now. The quaddy. So we're keen on Maywin Troubadour. Are we going one out in that first leg? Yeah, I'll be playing it one out. If you're looking for a backup on insurance, probably number one, Batman Bart, just gets the favours from the gate, but happy with uh, number six, one out there. The second leg, race six, Rosarito. He hasn't had a win in nearly 12 months now, but this looks his opportunity. Uh, he's got all the options, can lead or take a trail if need be, so he looks to get his chance. Throw in number seven, Kiang Tara. She's in super form herself, just not winning form, just racking up the placing so if Rosarito leads she'll be camped right on his back ready to take a shot uh, and throwing in number five Kelly Louise three from three at Redcliffe is her record so you can't knock that third leg race seven happy to play one out with number two Doc Jujon uh, he's had three career starts now taken improvement at each run up to his last one where he was a, a really good winner so from the gate he gets every chance and finds the right type of contest that's for sure 
and in the last leg, race eight, Rock and Roll to Gama. He's odds on. I do have him on top, but uh, just play around him as well with a few other selections. Um, it's tricky from that gate. I thought throwing number two, Gillaby Gizmo, who I marked the early leader. Number eight, Office Bad Boy, might just get the right trip. So. Um, throw those two in, but Rock and Roll Dagama certainly bobbed up short and looks to get his opportunity. So two five eight, the closing leg. Okay, so repeating the quaddy numbers for tonight, we're going six only in the first leg. That's Darren's best bet of the night. May win Troubadour. He's three thirty currently with tab fixed price. Second leg one five seven, two only Doc Jujon, and we bring it home with numbers two five and eight. So a grand total of nine dollars for tonight's quaddy. Yeah, nice, nice and skinny there, and uh, hopefully we can get back on a winning note first 19. All right. Well, you've got plenty of form still to do, so I'll let you get back to that, and we'll chat again on Friday morning as we preview that big card of racing on Saturday night. But, Steve, that wraps up mobile rolling for this Wednesday morning, and we'll have plenty more coming through tomorrow.